Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone, your end-time watchman, bringing you light in a dark world where truth is rivaled with a lie and the matrix is normal life. Luke 21. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud, with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. You are now in the zone. So be ready to enter the light or truth about the end of days, so you will be ready for the coming of the Lord. You are in the zone, the prophecy zone. So join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with Bible prophecy, so you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. Hello, everybody. Uh, hopefully, you're having a nice uh, day. Uh, I am... Uh, Sitting here today uh, with uh, uh, hold on earphones on, and I cannot hear myself, so I apologize. <laughs> I was I was freaking out. I said that doesn't sound right. But um, I'm hopefully y'all having a, a great day today. Um, yeah, I, I know I am having a blessed day. Uh, I, I I try to uh, put those on and see if I can muffle some of the running around upstairs of my kids, but uh, I guess it didn't work. So, uh, oh well. Um, today uh, I want to talk about what's been going on in Bible prophecy. Um, uh, Obama is at the UN. Uh, of course, all the leaders are at the UN in New York. Um, the future must not belong to those who slandered the prophet uh, of Islam. Now, it's okay to slander Jesus uh, on our TVs and local TVs and uh, TV networks and uh, slander him in our you know, comic books and magazines. And uh, It's fine to slander Christianity, but when it comes to um, Islam, uh, no, you can't do that. Uh, let's, let's not let's not do that. Now, um, all these politicians come, you know, along George Bush and all these other guys claim to be Christian, and they are not. Uh, and uh, President Obama got it right. I wish I had the recording to play for y'all, but when he when he made the gaffe, when he made the mistake of saying. Uh, uh, my 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 Islamic faith. I mean I mean my Christian faith. Uh, he was right. He had it. You know he's been exposed. And today I asked the question: Can you really tell a 
tree by its fruit? Or do you want to tell a tree by its fruit? When a when a, when a, when an individual is is rich or or famous, you tell him to sit at my side here in a nice comfortable spot. But the poor, you say, sit down at my knee. You know, or sit back there. You know, so when the rich person, you know, or a, a successful person or a famous person, um, you know, die. When they die, we we just sort of like you know, close our eyes and say, you're in heaven, you're in heaven, you're in heaven, you know, and we don't think the reality is that the Bible warns against where you put your treasures. Uh, President Obama is at the UN. Uh, it says, uh, President Hussein Obama said <laughs> some amazing things today in his speech. He said he raised the Arab Spring and the Muslim Brotherhood and said that uh, they have the full support of America. That's great. So we, we're sponsoring terrorist groups now. So we, we're terrorists. He says we. He said he defended Prophet Muhammad. How about defending Jesus? Um, anyway, I, I, I'm shut up and just read it. It says he said that when Muslim extremists kill Americans, it is the Muslims who suffers more than we do. And in closing, he said that America must follow the words of Gandhi and be guided by Gandhi's beliefs. Oh, yeah? You know, Gandhi actually uh, was a Christian at one point, and then he uh, turned turned away from Jesus. And if, if Obama is, has been a Christian at one point, he surely is, is showing his true colors of turning away. And we need to pray, and we will pray before the show is out for our leaders. It says, but it says, um, but don't take our word for it. Read it yourself. Uh, I guess he meant the beliefs of Gandhi. He says, of many. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm getting dyslexic because my glasses are dirty. It says, let us remember that the Muslims have suffered the most of the hands of the streamers. On on the day, same day, our citizens are were killed in uh, Ben Ben a Turkish police officer was murdered in Istanbul. In Istanbul, I can never <laughs> pronounce it. Only days before his wedding, uh, I guess he's bringing back, uh, trying to show some examples of. Um, it says, uh, let me see, the future must not belong to those who slander the prophet of Muhammad. Let us consider an incitement against uh, Saifi uh, Muslims and Shiite pilgrims. It is time to heed the words of Gandhi. I don't want to heed the words of Gandhi. Intolerance is itself a form of violence uh, and an obstacle to the growth of true democratic spirit. That is what America embodies, and that is the vision we will support. And don't forget hate speech. See, hate speech is telling you somebody that your breath stinks. That's hate speech, even though you're telling them, and you want a piece of gum? You know, I guess it depends on how you tell them. But uh, if you're going around telling somebody that, um, you know, uh, uh, marriage is between a, between a man and a wife. Um, you get in trouble for telling the truth. 
See, the world does not want to live in truth. I I was reading a piece of scripture yesterday. It says, "Seeing that they may they seeing that they may not see, and hearing that they might not hear." Uh, they don't want to hear. They plug their ears. They've rejected knowledge. It's not that they. It says, "My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge." It's also that they have rejected knowledge. And see, when you bring the truth to them, uh, they don't want to hear it. And I, I can almost I can understand that um, as well. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take a break, uh, and uh, I will be right back. President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence? Or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTernan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcturnan.name. Uh, one world government, Obama tells world Libya attacks were against the UN. And uh, if you recall, uh, uh, President Obama earlier this year was telling the uh, uh, Congress, uh, telling Congress that uh, he answers, he's going to answer to the UN and he's going to go over to the UN and get approval for various attacks. Um, and uh, it seems to be his uh, status quo these days is to go over to the UN. Now he's saying that um, the attacks were not against the United States. Uh, now, if uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the ambassador was the ambassador. Of, uh, he was the United States ambassador to Libya. Correct me if I'm wrong, or, or let me know if I'm right. Um, it it uh, clearly, clearly is a misnomer of politics. Uh, 
of international politics and, and, and national politics for him to say that, uh, I mean, unless you're a brain-dead moron, um, you're going to know that the attack was against the United States and its policies. Now, Ron Paul had mentioned the fact that uh, if you, and, and this is my interpretation, so this is my, this is me saying what what I figure Ron Paul is trying to say. When I was a kid, there was a bumblebee hive on the side of the house, and uh, the, you know I decided to take the water hose in the squirter, you know the high pressure. Um, project water really, really high when you wash your car with, and, you know, you can really high pressure. I took that baby and I shot it at the, uh, at the, at the nest. And those, those bees came after me like it was World War five and they got me, they stung me all over the place. And, um, if your policies is to, um, come against a, a a a man who is free or even a man uh country uh, when i say man i mean country or a country that has not um done anything to you um especially uh in the light of what what's been going on lately um and over time the oppression was set in for that citizen of that country and and we're talking the Middle East. So the policies that the Americans has had. Well, now we know uh, uh, Freedom for American Century. I think it's called. I have to look that up. But it, it's a it's a paper a document that the Bush administration before the Bush administration had written, and uh, it's it talked about taking over the Middle East. Uh, not so much as a empire, but uh, putting its influence, letting money influence nations to do what you want it to do. And we know it's it's actually uh, for exactly a new world order. Um, and the new world government that Obama's talking about is is saying that uh, Libya's attack was against uh everyone every citizen and we always look for a common enemy when we are uh, uh when we say we I shouldn't say we but the government is always looking for a common enemy uh to blame and it's and it's and it's called false flag or um order out of chaos oh sorry no no it's not it's called um um uh what's the name of that uh when you uh, have a you have a um uh, incident, and then you you gather uh, the masses and you tell them what they should be thinking, and then you come up with a solution. So it's problem, action, reaction, solution. Uh, and there's another name for it I need to think of, and I can't really think of it right now. But um, uh, it says uh, in a speech at the United Nations this morning, President Obama said that the attacks on America across the Muslim world over the last two weeks are also an assault on the very idea upon which the United Nations was founded. And uh, I'd like to talk a little bit more about the United Nations and the League of Nations uh, in a few minutes, and I'll give you my theory on what I believe is coming after World War III. And most of y'all Bible believers understand that a, a world government is coming. Matter of fact, I'll, I'll talk about that for a few minutes, and then I'll go back to the news. <coughs> um. Everybody has their eye on Europe. 
I I really greatly disagree that it's Europe alone. Um, Daniel chapter two talks about uh, Babylon is the head of gold, and you know Daniel came up to Nebuchadnezzar and said, "I I can solve the the mystery of the dream that you had." He said, "You are the head of gold, which is um, Babylon." And the shoulders of media Persia, and um, the uh, chest was uh, Greece. And we have to remember that the Roman Empire was divided up into two. Now, some people come up to me and say, "Well, that was before." You know, they come up with some strange reason why the Middle East doesn't have anything to do with the two legs. And we know that uh, it was broken up into two capitals because it was getting too big to control. And we know Israel was part of those providences a little bit later on. Now, the last to exist was a Byzantinian Empire. Remember, uh, matter of fact, um, what was the name of the empire that just dissolved um, not too long ago? It was Turkish. It was a Turkish empire. I got to remember the name for it, but it just dissolved early in the in the, in the 20th century. And that was what World War One was about, neutralizing the uh, hegemony that this empire had. Now, remember, the British uh, Empire was also, um, they say that this is an empire that the sun never set. And, um, yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain to y'all what my theory, and that's all it is, is a theory. But I believe it's, to me, everybody believes what they believe is true until they decide later on they don't believe it no more. Um, uh, when you look at Daniel chapter 2 all the answers is in Daniel chapter 2 you don't have to go anywhere else but you know the Bible says line upon line and precept upon precept Um, the Mediterranean Union which Nikolai Sarkozy started to me I believe that this is the, 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 the beast and what he started if you notice that in the news there's in northern Africa, the Middle East, and Europe. Now, who's having these centralized problems right now? Think about it, besides the United States. Now, the whole world's engulfed in problems. As a matter of fact, we got World War III, um, 0.02 in the Asian Ocean. You know, against China. Now Taiwan is even coming up trying to take territory. Now, you know what China wants to do with Taiwan, right? But um, if you look at the news and you look at end time Bible prophecy, it's the whole world. It's, it's we see we see a national disasters, we see um, we see um, econ- the economies messing up. We see we see rioting, we see um, commotions like the Bible says in Luke. We see all these things happening. We see earthquakes. We see volcanoes reacting. We see electronic technology for the mark of the beast. We see all these things happening. But if you look at the news carefully, folks, it, it, it it's going to it's rectify. It, it's telling you. It's confirming what I'm telling you. And if you notice that the EU is having economic problems, and that's what the EU is about. But the EU is also thinking about different things, like our president. And all of this stuff, and I'm gonna I'm gonna cover that in a few minutes. But if you go if you look in Google and you say Roman Empire map, 
you're going to notice that it's all of Europe, almost all of Europe, Northern Africa, and the Middle East. And these nations that is made up of, somebody said, well, it's not 10, it's way more than 10. Well, if you look, it, the Bible says it's, it's, it's diverse from the first empires. Now, if you notice, if you if you watch the old Jesus, you know the movies about Jesus or, or Paul, you notice that they had providences, they had um, they had um, territories. Well, the the new Roman Empire, if you look at the ten toes, will be divided. It will be the same nations, the same territory, not particularly the same nations because it's new nations now, but it'll be the same territory. So it'd be it'd be Europe, um, Northern Africa, and the Middle East. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say something, which is just a, it's a hypothetical guess. Um, and I'm not saying that this is this is 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 true. It's 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 law. But I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick a neck out and say. Uh, that the the beast is divided into ten. Now that's not why I'm sticking my neck out. You say, okay, and the Bible told you that. But I'm going to say that the division works like this. I'm going to say the division is five regions in Europe, two in Africa, and three in the Middle East. Now stay with me now. Because I'm going to tell you why I believe this is the case. It's pretty, it's pretty cut, cut and dry. Why this is the case? Um, Europe has more money. I mean, well, right now it looks like Europe is a mess. But there's a good chance that Europe will be five regions and the Middle East will be three. The Bible talks about. And um, Daniel chapter 7, that the Antichrist shall subdue three of the first ten. So, could that be a Byzantine Empire or a, uh, or a um, Muslim or Islamic Empire? Well, stay with me because you, you do understand that Europe is, is being infiltrated by um, a long time ago, it's, it's it's starting to turn Islamic. It used to be Christian, and now it's turning Islamic. It is no longer a Christian territory. <laughs> and according to Barack Obama, America isn't either. But if you look carefully, the Bible tells you what it's trying to say. Now, the Antichrist, who is he? If I was you, I would listen to the Bible carefully, uh, and uh, and it, it will tell you um, who where the Antichrist come, is coming from. And I'm going to take a, a, another break, and uh, I'll come back and we'll, we'll discuss it. We'll be back. Connecting the dots and showing you why we are more vulnerable than ever. Greetings, fellow Americans. This is David Robertson. 
inviting you to come be a part of an American Warning Radio, Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m. Central. You've seen the pieces. Now, come see the bigger picture at American Warning Radio with your host, David Robertson, on this and many other networks that value liberty. All they're getting is mainstream media stuff. That's all they're getting, including Fox News. The American Warning Program with David Robertson, uh, just a great show. Uh, all kidding aside, the, the numbers are really going, starting to go up on that program, and I think once people realize that that's on now live, Monday through Friday, 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock on this very station, you're going to be tuning in a lot more. That guy makes a lot of sense, and he's really good at what he does. And Warning. Warning. Get more information at anamericanwarning.com. That's A-N-AmericanWarning.com. lays out our future and host Phil Armstrong examines what the scripture tells of his coming every Thursday and Sunday at 7 on the Prophecy Zone. What is the New World Order? The people who are talking about the New World Order, Bible prophecy, may be in danger. What do you need to be rapture ready? I believe that the Bible interprets the Bible and we have to stick with the Bible. How much time is left? See more at theprophecyzone.com and youtube.com slash prophecyzone. Hear more here on Blog Talk Radio every Thursday and Sunday at 7 on The Prophecy Zone. Who is the Antichrist? I believe the Antichrist will not be known until the tribulation period starts. This is The Prophecy Zone. Alright, uh, so we're back. Um, getting back to... Uh, the Antichrist and who he may be. Um, there are some people out there who pridefully think they know who the Antichrist is. I think both camps are right as far as where, where he's coming from. I don't think he's coming from Africa, um, but I think that people are going to figure out if they're left behind. Hopefully, you don't get your eyes off the Antichrist and put them on Jesus Christ. But for the sake of the show, uh, Let's think about this, um, that the European Union is looking for a president. Now, try this on for size. The Antichrist is born and raised in Lebanon, uh, lives in Syria. So somehow or another, he uh, moves up through the ranks somewhere, uh, he also holds lineage uh, for the Middle East, and he holds lineage for Europe. And this is a normal cat, just like Barack Obama was, because it's not Barack Obama. Trust me, folks. 
we've all been left behind. Barack, Barack Obama's been, unless this is the middle of the tribulation period, which people want you to believe, it is not the middle of the tribulation period. The tribulation period has not started. The Bible says, and he, the Antichrist, shall confirm a covenant with many for one week, one haptat. That's seven years. You show me where President Obama, and there's some people who rip your eyeballs out. You show me where Barack Obama signed a seven-year peace deal, and I'll believe it. Now, you show me where the peace in the Middle East was at when he did this. Oh yeah, he got the Nobel Peace Prize, but that's not the that's not the covenant that he signed. That's not a covenant. That's a that's a legal. That's a um, a, a a a jump to conclusion award. I mean, are you serious? This guy is starting more wars than anybody I've seen, and he's got a Nobel Peace Prize. You know, the Nobel Peace Prize threw itself out the window when that happened. And actually, literally threw itself out the window. There is no, no Nobel Peace Prize. It's 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 illegitimate. It doesn't count no more. Uh, so, with that being said, the Antichrist is called the Assyrian and Malachi, uh, and also in Isaiah. Um, so, if he's the Assyrian. Could there be a chance that he he ends up in Europe? And um, if he's in Europe, could he end up the president of Europe and still end up enforcing his will on the Middle East? It can happen that way. It could. Another way it can happen is the little horn is Syria. And he rises to power, and he subdues. Now, think, think now, Grant Jeffries. I love Grant Jeffries, but I think he's always had this one wrong when he says he violently rips the countries into pieces and shred them into pieces and things like that. I don't think that's the case. God told Abraham, God told Abraham to subdue. He also told Adam and Eve to subdue. Now they didn't go and burn up the forest and rip it apart and shred it into pieces. He just said, "Go subdue it. It's yours. Go take it." The devil will rise his his antichrist, and remember, the devil loves antichrist. He's been doing that for centuries. As a matter of fact, there's a spirit of antichrist. So when somebody says, "Well, the devil's going to raise his last antichrist," well, the antichrist is always the spirit of antichrist has went through all through history. But there will come a day when he will rise a a man. The Bible calls him the king of fierce features. Now. When they talk about in in, in Isaiah 19 that a, a fierce king will take over Egypt, notice that they never said anything about his countenance, his face, his his look. He, it, it meant that he would be a fierce king in, in heart. Now we know the Antichrist is going to be a fierce king of heart because he's going to he's going to track down the saints and he's going to murder and kill and viciously start wars and and many people are going to die at his hand because he has a remember he has a bow with no arrow but uh, he also comes to conquer and to conquer so the more territory he conquers the more people die remember if you don't take his mark you're going to die anyway um, but um, he. Uh, he has a ter- the Antichrist himself 
I lost my train of thought. I really did. I just lost it. Just I just dropped my train of thought like it was a bowling ball on my foot. Um, but anyway, uh, the the Antichrist is going to be an individual who the Bible says before whom the first chapter 10, uh, James chapter 2, he's going to talk about the James chapter 7, he talks about 10, and in Revelations chapter, uh, Revelations chapter 13. I'm, I'm looking at something, and I, I got no in my garage. Um, you know, so you're going to tell me there's no 10? Well, you show me with the 10. Write me a comment below. Or if you're on YouTube, right? Let me know where the ten is, please. I guess I was off. I don't know how long I was off. Uh, anybody on Facebook, let me know. I, I think you're the only ones I can count on. Tell, tell me how long I was off. Um. But anyway, um, that was weird. But um, so I was saying, uh, if Barack Obama's the Antichrist, where are the ten kings, or where are the ten territories? And somebody will probably go and say, well, the UN is divided in the Club of Rome, and such and such, you know, and make up something. I'm like, it should be obvious. After the rapture of the church, folks, it's going to be obvious that a new empire just rose up. Now, in World War One, after World War One, the League of Nations was formed. After World War Two, the United Nations was formed immediately. And after uh, World War Three, there'd be a new organization formed at that time. It will rise up out of the sea, even though you see mirror effects. Of it now, you see the European Union, you see the Arabian, you know, Union, whatever, twenty-seven nations. You see the African Union. You see, a, you see a full, uh, the whole uh, country of Africa coming together. But in the end times, uh, it will be a, uh, a a super state of a union that will rise. And Nicolas Sarkozy started the union in two thousand and eight. 
and uh, the main purpose was to rival the the European Union, which we see all of these organizations, all of these, all of these sections of this union that Nikolai Sarkozy started are having problems. If you look at Northern Africa, we know that Libya is having problems. We know that Sudan is having problems. We know that there there are problems probably all over northern uh, Africa. You look at the Middle East, there's uprisings, there there are uh, Arab Springs, there's economic turmoil, there's World War Three being faced in the Middle East, and then you look at Europe. I mean this thing this this whole that whole territory is a quagmire. And the Antichrist is going to come to and and bring it to power and bring it to full strength. But I do believe that the union right after World War Three, right after the rapture of the church, will come together and if if people are not working on it right now, the the I believe that the globalists, uh, the New World Order minions, the ones who really run the world, the All C N I, the organization of Lucifer, are in secrecy right now, getting everything ready. Now you see these black trucks around the United States. You see these helicopters, black helicopters with no seal on it. No, there's no emblems. There's no logos. I believe there's somebody right now making logos for this union. I don't know what it's going to be called. I have no idea. But out of nowhere, just like when, when in 9/11, when when they were wondering who who shot Jr. You know who 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 ran into the t- twin towers. All of a sudden, the same day, they know who did it. Okay. Roosevelt said nothing in politics happened by accident. If it happened, it was planned that way. So we say to ourselves, I mean, how in the world did they know Osama Bin Laden did that? And then they're going to have pictures of his 19, you know, the 19 hijackers before. Uh, now, if somebody took it on their cell phone, I can see. But if they had them on the surveillance, how in the heck did they let them get in the airport anyway, in the planes anyway, and run into the buildings, which nine, nine of the hijackers are still alive, and probably all of them are still alive. It's just you borrow their names. But uh, let me stop standing for the for blog talk come bother me. But um, um, on the serious, though, um, we have to look for Jesus Christ, not the Antichrist. So that's not my mission today. But my mission today is to let you guys understand that the Antichrist is not here. He's nowhere to be found. He's he's like a rock. You have a better chance of spotting a rock in your backyard and saying that's the Antichrist. Because he's not he's nowhere on the scene. He's in not now he could be in a local area like Syria. I mean, well not Syria, but Lebanon. He can be he can be in Europe somewhere. He can be a college professor like Barack Obama. He can be a politician in Europe. That maybe is going to, or he could be just a who knows a, a businessman. Uh, we don't know. Now, could we be looking at a monarch? Could we be looking at the Bible saying he is the prince that shall come? Could he be a monarch? Uh, could he lay claim to um, uh, maybe a reinstalled um, Syrian um, uh, monarchy? And could he come from Syria? the European Union, and then once he rises, he becomes president of the European Union. How, how it's going to work? We can sit here and speculate all day long. Nobody has the patents on Bible prophecy. That's the of late. You have these arrogant people walking around here thinking that they, 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 the Bible prophecy, if you get it wrong, you're a heretic. I, I never said there says the Lord. In that case, I'm a heretic. 
I mean, how many of you are heretic? The very person who's telling, calling me a heretic is a heretic. First of all, they don't believe in a preacher of rapture. One of them is wrong. Somebody's wrong. And uh, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I'm wrong, but I, I, I kind of look, I, I look at the way that people who are pre-trip versus post and mid, mid people, mid-trip people are not as evil because they believe that they're going to be taken out anyway before the raft, raft, you know, the pre, pre-raft rapture. So they're not as evil. If you, if you really look at it, if you really just watch on Facebook or wherever, um, you go on a website, web page, or whatever. You, you you have this dialogue between you know various beliefs, and you notice that the post trippers are the, they're evil. They're completely get real like a kid. I mean, throwing toys around the house. My my four year old don't even act immature as most of these guys. Now I see some preacher people also acting dirty, but not as much. It goes in the order that it's supposed to happen. The pre-trippers are much nicer than the mid-trippers, and the mid-trippers are much nicer than the post-trippers. Now, think about this. The deeper you get into the um, tribulation period, I'll be throwing temper tantrums, too. So you might want to think about where, <laughs> where you want to spend your, your next vacation, because... You might be caught up in this tribulation period if if you're not if you if you're not looking the danger is if you're not looking for Christ how much effect would that be on your your if you if all these things got to happen is that the reason why you're so evil with the with the with the pre-tribbers and, and you know y'all not so mean to the Pope May tribber so is that why you're so mean because you don't think All right, so I got disconnected again. So now I'm going to have to watch the uh, – because I got a habit of going out looking at news and stuff at the same time, and I'm going to have to actually keep an eye on um, the switchboard because uh, I, I like to go out and look at news and things like that and, and then come back on to the switchboard, but uh, it keeps hanging me up for some reason. So uh, I'm going to have to um, take a look at that. But um, let's uh, let's look at some more news because it's it's getting really uh, we're 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 getting pressed for time as 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 Christians uh, out there uh, trying to get the word out and um, let's look at this because this is really important. It says Muslim Brotherhood to overthrow Jordan next gives October deadline demand. Now you know. Come on, folks. It makes me want to throw up. It gets October demand. Who in the world is the Muslim Brotherhood anyway? I mean, who who's the president of the Muslim Brotherhood? I have a show that I would like to look up. I got to look it up. I got to spend some time to look that show up. I, I, I said on that show that the Antichrist will rise on a civil war, and, 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 and I said that he'll rise when there various factions will will um try to take over uh various governments and i, I didn't I, I don't know where i found that out at i don't know where i heard that at cuz a lot of times i would hear something and then i'll work with it and and i do believe that the antichrist is going to rise up to power 
Now, is he going to have anything to do with the Muslim Brotherhood? I don't think so. Not not in general. Um, I, I believe that uh, there's going to come a time where um, he rises to power uh, and he may go against these Muslim Brotherhood individuals, the very same people that they're using to, to change the uh, Middle East might be the same uh, people that he uh, they're using to uh, completely neutralize any resistance, and uh, or they might even work for him. I don't know. I mean, that, that's just something that I have no idea. But it says uh, uh, the plan to uh, surround Israel will soon be complete. Yeah, it is. It's going to be complete in October. <laughs> now I don't know if the if the tribulation period start this year or next year. I know it's close. I I wouldn't go I wouldn't fall asleep. I I wouldn't take a vacation. Let me check this switchboard again. I I wouldn't take a vacation. I, I wouldn't go and, 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 and um and, and and do my own thing. Well anyway, uh I have a little tidbit of uh, something that somebody just wrote that says the U.S. scenario for Jordan if it plays out would affect Israel's security in vital areas. The Netanyahu government would have to decide whether to step uh, step in to save the uh, Hashemite throne and if so whether to conduct its intervention overly or covertly. Israel must get down to preparation for the sea page of a potential uprising in Jordan across the border to the Palestinians. Um, and we know that every border now is, is in conflict. For weeks, the IDF and Israel's security service uh, have been drilling scenarios for mass disorder um, to erupt in uh, September when the Palestinians plan to seek UN recognition of their statehood. Have um, have they taken into account that the disorder could flare up on both sides of the border? Oh, no kidding. This person has a, a couple of good uh says, In Washington, Abdullah have advised to move fast with the following steps to pre, preempt the flare-up. They say, he must not wait for a demonstration of bloody riots to erupt and force him to um, disperse them with live bullets, but introduce a series of political reform before the clamor rises from the streets. He must lead the uh, kingdom's transition to a dem uh, democratically elected multi-party system of government, not the facet which exists today, but a government first, first it exists today, but government appointed by parliament instead of monarchs. Now, I do believe the Antichrist could possibly come from a monarch, so, wow. Yeah. Enemies, remember, but voting constitutes the would have to be read wrong, whatever that means. Uh, at present, they are designed geographically to keep down the number of Muslim Brotherhood members of the Palestinian gaining seats in um, the parliament. 
Uh, it says, number four, it says, Obama administration officials advised the king to lose no time in accepting Gulf Corporation Council GCC intervention to join the organization. Uh, of course, it appears that Jordan is last on the list. Um, the uprising probably going to now, since they even brought it up, it's probably going to end up starting in a couple of days now. So uh, that that part of the um, puzzle, everybody's wondering what Jordan was going to do, what, what what's going to happen with Jordan. Well, I don't know if um, Israel is going to defend uh, uh, Jordan with <laughs> any, but I know that uh, time is running out. Uh, the uh, Israeli government says for they to have to make a preemptive strike. Uh, very soon. Uh, it says that John tells you in Israel will be eliminated. And that's real sweet. Blow your trumpet's iron and sound a alarm on the holy mouth. Let the inhabitants of the land tremble for the dead Lord cometh, for it is not at hand. In the New York uh, today, uh, Iranian President Muhammad. Ahmadinejad said he eliminated, uh, and uh, he said uh, uh, he made these remarks in New York. Of course, fundamentally, we do not take seriously the threats of the Zionists. Um, he said he told reporters, according to the record, letters, uh, we have all the defense means at our disposal, and we are ready to defend ourselves. And he's looking for the Mach D to show up at any moment. Uh, so, it's a grand terrorist on the agenda at the UN. He wants the Antichrist to rise because they believe that he will start a caliphate or a, um, a Bethany empire. Uh, and they're looking for, he says, he's the one that's going to bring him to, to, the, to the forefront. Uh, and, uh, Okay, <laughs> that's that's just great. Uh, but uh, everybody thinks that they're right, and you know the United States thinks that they're right, even though the policies of the United States um, is for the rich. Uh, if you look at, if you look, for instance, at at the bailouts, the QE threes and the QE twos and the QE ones, though that money goes in the people's pockets. So right now they're trying. That's QEs to me is a, is a method of draining the United States before it completely falls off the cliff. And if, if you want to get some money through the back door, I mean, and, and see, the average American can't contemplate uh, so much evil. And in the book of James, it says evil man will wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. I don't know if that was in James, but it says, Go to your rich man, reap and howl for your misery to come upon you. For in the last days, you restore your treasures and days for yourself. You have, you have held back wages. And, I, and I'm just quoting off my mind. It says, You've held wages. You've held back. And, and and how many people out there have seen the holding back of, of good things, even outsourcing, even outsourcing people's job, jobs? I mean, if if you're a country and you're saying that you have, we have financial problems, what do you make? 
Do you make hamburgers or do you make computers? Does Bill Gates say, okay, I, I'm going to process these windows, you know, um, you know, and I'm going to send it out, you know, and I'm going to have it manufactured in China and shipped all over the world. I mean, what do we make? Okay, we make cars. How long is that going to last? I mean, we have to have more than one industry. We have to have more than one industry. That's what got us out of the nineteen twenty, the, the, the Great Depression. That's what got us out of that hell hell hole in, in the nineteen in the nineteen twenties and the nineteen thirties and the nineteen forties. That's what got us out of there. Is that we already had industries. We already have some. We we had we had some we had some assets. We had we had we had industries. We had hard assets. We had things that we created, which pumped money into the in, into the system. But now, what do we have? But debt, massive debt. You can't fall back on debt, but you can call you can fall back on industries, but you can't fall back on debt. And guess what was going on? To, to even the time that we had industries, is they were creating a debt system, the very debt system that would kill America later on. So we, we say Satan is behind all of this. If you understand that Satan is, is the mastermind behind all of this, you wouldn't have so many problems understanding why things turn out the way they do. See, we can't think of Satan as this individual who takes, you know, goes off and takes a break. The Bible says that it left, he left Jesus for a season. His whole modus operandi is to start at one world government and be and, and to be worshipped. Neither be stealth. Through his antichrist, or, or or through himself, and, and the world is turning. Your kids are watching witchcraft. They believe in witchcraft. They they're asking stupid questions. Like, and yeah, it's a stupid question. A stupid question. A stupid question. Never asked. No, stupid question is a stupid question. And the stupid question is, do, does the dead walk around? And do you do you believe that, mom? No, I don't believe that. No. I don't believe no doggone dead person walking around. How are you going to insult the dead? You rather listen to your, I guess, <laughs> this is an insult. You rather you rather consult the dead than listen to your parents. Now, who's, let me, you answer the question for me. Who's going to solve your problems? And, and people don't find out how smart their parents is until they're like 25 or 30. So you're consulting the dead. That's what's wrong with society. And everybody wants to say, well, the man is not stepping up. The man is, is stepping up. Man's stupid enough. The man, and I'm talking for myself, we're stupid enough to let our kids go out and, and, and be influenced by their, their friends. I, I'm done using the word stupid. I won't use it no more. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm for real. When I say that we, we can, men step up. Step up, Phil. Step up, Mike. Step up, George. Step up, Ringo. <laughs> Step up, people. Ray Ray. Step up. Be, be the man that God wants you to be in your house, or else the else they're gonna eliminate everything. They got these gay gay commercials on defending gay people. I mean, we live in hypocrisy, folks. And 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 and, and the thing is, is that you defend a Christian, you, you're bad, bad. Go sit down. You're the jokes. You're the brunt of jokes when you're a Christian. You go to work and, and, and you're singled out. 
but in this nation is and I, I do not come to me and tell me this is a Christian nation. I'm kind of glad I have not heard it on Facebook or or YouTube. This is not a Christian nation. It never was. Well, I couldn't say it never was. Yeah, majority a lot of people were Christians. See, a Christian individual, you won't catch him at a club drinking a forty ounce, or you won't catch him cussing out his wife. You know, or you won't catch him. You know. Uh, cheating on his taxes, or you won't catch him. But 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 you know you'll catch a repentant person doing that. You say, well, I thought you said you won't catch a Christian. Yeah, you you catch you catch a man after God's own heart, which is David doing that. Yeah, I'm not saying that you won't catch a Christian doing something wrong. I'm saying that a Christian nation is a Christian of repentance. That means at the eleven, you don't wait five months and take the flags off the car and stop singing "God Bless America" and say, "Let's go to the club." You got to understand, folks, a Christian nation is just that. When you go down the street, you're not being cussed at because you didn't give a person a dollar. Uh, you're not going to church or, or you're not going to a local place and, and the lady takes a cut in your line and want to fight you. Or better yet, you're not. This is a Christian, if this was a Christian nation, you would see it in your school systems. If this was a Christian nation, people would majority of people would be in church on Sunday. To to say that this is a Christian nation, you're gonna to have to see the fruits. If you don't see the fruits, it is not a Christian nation. He decides, he describes uh, Barack Obama describes. Uh, the murder of the U.S. Ambassador Stevens as a bump in the road. Okay, that's a bump in the road. Poor man serving his country, and it's a bump in the road. I mean, politics make me sick. Every four years, we're looking for somebody to save America, save us from the destruction of ourselves, or save us from something. Save us from the last president, and then the last president. Save us from the last president, and the last president. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Iran test fires missiles designed to hit warships. Uh, the, the next war in the Middle East will not be a joke. It will not be... Uh, a lot of people, a lot of Americans are going to sit down, they're going to order their pizza, and they're going to get their drinks, and they're going to sit down, and they're going to figure out that uh, that bomb can hit me. Uh, you got China, I'm pretty sure China China, China can hit us from over here. And uh, you know, it seems like the United States is starting to get involved a little bit more than, than, than normal. Uh Now we know that Yom Kippur is coming up, uh, Jewish Atonement Day, and um, we know what happened uh, a couple of years ago, and I think it was 1973, the Yom Kippur War, uh, or was that 67? No, 67 was a, was a six-day war. Uh, well, anyway, um, 
uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some things going on in the next couple of weeks, but I wouldn't be surprised if we don't. It says Chinese carrier a sure force as China tensions faster, 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 faster. Yeah. So Jordan on the brink. So we know Jordan's on the brink. This door for Israel-Palestinian um, peace may be closing at the UN, uh, and that's true. So I'm gonna take a break, and uh, I'll be right back. I think uh, we got our guest on. Uh, I'm not sure, but we we we'll be right back. Romans six twenty three says. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You're listening to the Prosperity Zone on Box Talk Radio.
So I guess I should be looking For a better place to live I can't seem to get excited About this world and all it can give You know I wouldn't care less If I could buy it all With one solitary dime What good could the world do me When I've got leaving on my mind And lately all I've got is leaving Sharon? Yes. Uh, hi, welcome to the show. 
Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're cutting out a little bit. I I cannot hear you. (laughs) Pardon? I'm not hearing you. I can't. Can you hear me? I did did just then, but there for a while I wasn't hearing you at all. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, call, call, uh, hang up and call back and see if that fixed the problem. Okay, I'll do that. Okay, thanks. Yeah, you 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 always see where the the enemy is always uh, here and it. Wow, they even hung me up. So yeah, when when <laughs> this is one of those shows where I'm like, wow, uh, you 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 just uh, shake your head because the timing of of of, of the, the different things that the enemy is trying to throw at you, it just baffles my mind. Uh, but uh, we're gonna go ahead and see if we can get her back on it. But there's a question mark right next to her. Uh, phone number that she's calling in for and hopefully that's just not just trying to tell me something's wrong with 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 them but uh I'm not hearing you. (laughs) Connecting the dots and showing you why we are more vulnerable than ever. Greetings, fellow Americans. This is David Robertson inviting you to come be a part of an American Warning Radio, Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m. Central. You've seen the pieces. Now, come see the bigger picture at American Warning Radio with your host, David Robertson, on this and many other networks that value liberty. All they're getting is mainstream media stuff. That's all they're getting, including Fox News. The American Warning Program with David Robertson, uh, just a great show. Uh, All kidding aside, the the numbers are really starting to go up on that program, and I think once people realize that that's on now live Monday through Friday, 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock on this very station. You're going to be tuning in a lot more. That guy makes a lot of sense, and he's really good at what he does. Warning. Warning. America's habit forming. Sabbath habit forming. Use the truth carefully. Get more information at anamericanwarning.com. That's A-N-AmericanWarning.com. Oh, my God. 
lays out our future and host Phil Armstrong examines what the scripture tells of his coming every Thursday and Sunday at 7 on the Prophecy Zone. What is the New World Order? The people who are talking about the New World Order, Bible prophecy, may be in danger. What do you need to be rapture ready? I believe that the Bible interprets the Bible and we have to stick with the Bible. How much time is left? See more at theprophecyzone.com and youtube.com slash prophecyzone. Hear more here on Blog Talk Radio every Thursday and Sunday at 7 on The Prophecy Zone. Who is the Antichrist? I believe the Antichrist will not be known until the tribulation period starts. This is The Prophecy Zone. Goodness gracious, I've never seen it like this before. That's a lot of breaking and chop chop. So um, I'm going to call in at a later date. We just rescheduled because it's not even letting me even do anything right now. Uh, Sharon, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, I don't know how long this is going to last, but we, <laughs> we hurry up and get in as much as we can before it decides to go berserk again. But um, uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, uh, let us uh, quickly talk about uh, uh, your uh, article. And um, it, it was pretty encouraging to me. Uh, it was talking about how um, you know we're looking for specific times where Christ is supposed to come back, and uh, specifically uh, Rosh Hashanah or the Feast of Trumpets. And... Um, he did come when we thought he was going to come. Uh, talk to us about your article and, and, and what was the Lord speaking to you about uh, in this time that we're living in? Well, I've been through the Rosh Hashanah thing many different times. In fact, my first experience with it was like about in 1988 was the 88 reasons why Jesus is coming back and all that. And I got really involved in saying, he's coming back at Rosh Hashanah. He's coming back. And it didn't happen, and I went into a tailspin. It really, yeah. really bothered me. I mean, I, and I, what happened? So I've been researching yeah. it for many years, and uh, and it seems like it comes up over and over again. And each year, we look for a Rosh Hashanah. Each year, nothing happens. And this year specifically, I thought, well, I'll kind of just go with the flow of it. And, because with things the way they are in the Middle East right now, if there was any year possible that this could possibly take place on Rosh Hashanah, then this would be the year. But I didn't go around saying that he's coming back on that day because I don't believe in setting dates. Yeah. Anyhow, I went with the flow, and uh, on the day that um, I found out that they they figure out the start of the Feast of Trumpets by looking at a new moon over Jerusalem, and two witnesses have to see it. And it was 
on, in, on this year, it happened on the 17th, which was a, a day later than what the calendar says as the 16th. And so, therefore, that started the countdown of the trumpets, and it was supposedly go, to go for two days, and through a series of trumpet blasts through those two days, and then just before sundown on the second day, which was the 18th, my time here in, on the west coast of the United States was, was early morning. So I was in prayer during that time, and I thought, well, if this is the time, I'm going to be really looking and really waiting. And so I went through that kind of uh, procedure, and in my heart, I really didn't think it was going to happen, and there's a sound reason for that. But I went through the whole process of it, and it dawned on me that once we know the start of the Feast of Trumpets, then it's going to be easy to count the day and the hour, the exact timing when the Lord should come back at the last trumpet. And I thought, that doesn't sound anything like what Jesus says in the Word. Because he tells us that we need to be alert, we need to be watching, we need to be waiting, we need to have our hearts prepared. It's just a continual being in a state of readiness. And we don't know the day or the hour is what he specifically says in the Word. So it, it, it dawned on me that this cannot be you know, what um, the Lord wants us to think about with the Rosh Hosanna. And I know the Feast of Trumpets and the, and the other feasts of uh, Israel have tremendous uh, significance spiritually. Jesus fulfilled all the first four feasts on the very day that they happened in Israel. And anyway, the scripture I want to point out right now is uh, Matthew 24:44. Therefore, be you also ready, for in an hour, as you think not, the Son of Man comes. Well, we, it's going to come at a time when we're not really thinking that he could come. Yeah. Um, to explain that a little bit better, we just, it, it's um, to watch, to keep looking, and that scripture was referring to the goodman of the house. And if he didn't watch, then Jesus said that Goodman would be having his house broken up. I'm hearing a back echo back. It's kind of distracting me. I hope I'm coming through okay. Okay, hold on. Stand by. All right, see if that, if that takes, it, takes it out. Okay, yeah, yeah. Nope, it's still doing it. Uh, now, if it's noise in the background, i got an airplane going on in my house right now. So, okay. Uh, well, I'll keep yeah. going with this. Anyway, Jesus was talking about the goodman of the house in that passage. And he was saying that if the goodman didn't watch, then he was in danger of having his house broken up as when a thief arrived. And and then Jesus also warned a dead church of Sardis in Revelation 3.3, that telling them, Therefore, if you shall not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, and you shall not know what hour I will come upon you. So these are people that are caught unaware, in in other words. We are supposed to keep keep watch so we won't be caught unaware. That's the, the...
Paul also wrote in 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 1 to 3, talking to the church, that we should know the times and seasons, brethren. You have no need that I write unto you. Meaning implied there that we should know the times and seasons, and we know the times and seasons according to what the signs that we see going on that shows the tribulation hour is approaching. And I would say this time we are being bombarded with signs that the tribulation hour is approaching. So we should be totally aware that Jesus is coming back and his coming is imminent. I always stick with that understanding. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. Uh, Paul goes on to write here, For yourselves know that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction will come upon them as prevail upon a woman with a child, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. And we're... The understanding there is that the day of the Lord, which is the tribulation hour, will come like a thief upon those who are not ready, who are not watching, who are not looking, who who have no idea what's going on around them. But we see these things, and therefore we have light by the word, and we will know that that tribulation hour approaches, and we should not be caught like a thief in it. And that kind of takes me back to, um, let me see if I can find the scripture here. Oh, I lost my place. Oh, Hebrews 10.25 says this, Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching so we're to see the day approaching by the signs we are with all the events in the middle east going on right now i believe we're right on the brink of the lord coming back at any time like he said he would it's imminent yeah and uh when we start putting it on a certain feast day and when we put start you know that rosh hosanna only comes once a year are we only to watch once a year yeah. I don't yeah. think so. I think we are to watch all the time, according uh-huh. to what I see out of the Word. Amen. Yeah. The things of the Lord were given to Israel to observe. Yes. When yeah. they were established in the Bible in Leviticus 23, they were given to Israel to observe. Yeah. And each one of those precious feasts has spiritual insights within them, talking yeah. and pointing to, prophesying about what Jesus would do when he came, and yeah. those feasts were fulfilled in every detail, the feast of Passover, yeah. unleavened bread, first fruits, and then Pentecost. And I think this is where people get confused. Yeah. The Pentecost burst the church, and therefore the church yeah. was burst on a feast day, so therefore wouldn't it also end on a feast day? I hear that argument a no. lot. But yeah. we got to remember when Pentecost came, it came to the Jews first. It came upon Jesus waiting disciples. And um, let me see here. They were waiting in the upper room. The Holy Spirit fell upon them. They started speaking in other languages as the 
Holy Spirit gave them utterance, and then Paul stood up, and he proclaimed this particular prophecy at Pentecost. And I want to get back to the idea that it came upon Israel, because when it fell upon upon the church, and the church was born, the first ones in the church were Jews who were waiting, who had believed in the Lord. Uh The majority of Israel rejected him. Jesus also pointed that out in uh, 1 John, well, it was, it's written in, in John 1, 11, that Jesus came unto his own Israel, and his own received him not. And it says again in John five forty three, I am come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him you will receive. And I believe that verse right there is pointing directly ahead to the coming of an Antichrist who is going to deceive Israel for a while. They will believe that this is their promised Messiah, and he isn't. Anyway, back to the Pentecost coming upon the church. It came upon, it fell on Pentecost. The church received the Holy Spirit. The church was birthed, and it fell. It happened in Israel, and it came to the Jews first. And then, if we remember the, what happened in the book of Acts, they went out to share the gospel, the good news about Jesus dying and resurrecting, and, and we can be a born yeah. again yeah. with him and gain new life. And the majority of Israel rejected that. And then God opened up a new phase, more or less. It, it was always in his plan. Anyway, he reached out to the Gentiles. And then the Gentiles began coming into the church. So what I'm trying to emphasize here is that these feasts are meant for Israel and fulfilled particular points in Jesus' ministry as it came to Israel. And that I believe in the end times, when the, the last three feasts, the Feast of Trumpets, the Feast of Yom Kippur, the Feast of Tabernacles, when all of those are fulfilled, they will fulfill details of the second coming of Jesus Christ as it relates to Israel. The church is a separate people called out in the name of the Lord. And we see that in, um, oh, I want to quote um, Romans 11.25, For I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own conceits. That blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. So there's a Gentile emphasis on the church. There are Jews that entered the church. There are, they are only blind in part. But the fuller emphasis is upon the Gentiles bringing in the fullness of the body of Christ. So that fullness of the Gentiles is the full number that God has in his mind that will bring in, you know, the completion of the body of Christ. And only God knows what that full number is. And therefore, I think that's why there's such an unknowing um, about the timing of the rapture, because it will happen when the full number of the Gentiles are come in. Then, like a ship with a full crew aboard, it will sail away and meet Jesus in the air. And I believe that's the, the correct understanding of that of that terminology. 
back to Pentecost, the Apostle Paul gave a profound prophecy when the Holy Spirit fell. And it fulfilled a prophecy that was recorded in Joel 2, verses 28 through 31. I'll read what Peter, Peter gave this sermon at Pentecost. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And that's exactly what happened when the Holy Spirit fell at Pentecost. But Paul didn't finish there. He went on to say something else concerning this particular prophecy. He said, And I will show wonders in the heavens above, and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and notable day of the Lord come. There it is again, the day of the Lord. And this blood and fire and vapor of smoke, the sun being dark and the moon turning into the blood, will happen before the great and notable day of the Lord comes. And I believe that Peter was giving an overview of the entire age of the church. Started out with the Holy Spirit filling the church, which still goes on. And in the end of the the age, when we come to our end, there will be a time of coming up before the day of the Lord gets here that there will be blood and fire and vapor of smoke and it will be to such a degree that the sun will be darkened and that the moon will look blood red. Now, there can be a couple of ideas concerning that. One of them is that lots of volcanoes will be going off with mash into the air and causing the darkness from the sun and the moon. But there's another aspect here, war, end-time war, sudden destruction. We looked at First Thessalonians 5.3, um, for when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. Talking about the unaware world of what's going on. I believe that sudden destruction bears a kind of relationship to a potential end-time war that's on the horizon. And that would be something that would happen before the great and notable day of the Lord comes. I I can uh, say that there is a war prophesied. We call it the Psalm 84, or 83 war, excuse me. And um, Isaiah 17.1, which says that Damascus will become a ruinous heap. There will be tremendous wars in the end time. And it looks like this, according to this understanding, that these are to happen before the start of the tribulation. And it will bring blood and fire and pillars of smoke at the end of the church age. And I'm saying that sometime, and we're always imminent, I don't, I'm not saying that we have to see the start of a war. We can always be raptured at any instant. But this is showing the scope of the end of the age. What's coming, what, was, what everybody is looking for right now 
is a war to break out in the Middle East, and that would bring on that blood and fire and vapor of smoke, which was prophesied to happen at the the very ending part of the church age. And I'm saying, too, that we can be raptured before it, or we might see some of that blood and fire. We might see it and be simultaneously taken up when now all that sudden destruction hits. I'm not, we're not totally sure on the exact timing of these things, but it, it yeah. kind of looks that way in Scripture. I, I always say, I love to say that when we look at the Word right now, we are seeing things kind of like through a glass darkly. Yeah. We won't know in full until we're face-to-face with the Lord himself concerning some of these items. I take that from 1 Corinthians 13:12. So we need that to exert a little bit of caution with our interpretations, but sometimes we can glean quite a bit of insight by looking at it in this particular way. And I'll go on with talking about the, the, the expectation of the Psalm 83, Isaiah 17 war, and there's another um, parallel passage concerning the people that will be in that war, and it's recorded in the prophecy of Obadiah. And in Obad- Obadiah, it's only one chapter long, so this is in verse 15, uh, it says that the day of the Lord is near upon all the heathen. It, says, it doesn't say that the day of the Lord is here. It says the day of the Lord is near on all the heathen. As you have done, heathen, it shall be done unto you. Your reward shall return upon your own head. So there's this parallel scripture. Um, Obadiah, for instance, is, is given to the Edomites. And the Edomites lived in Jordan, and they are the present day, modern day people known as the Palestinians. So this makes it a parallel is a Psalm 83 prophecy. I've heard some people say Psalm 83 is a prayer, and uh, people a- asking God to help through this time of trouble. But prophecy is also seen in the Psalms, and Psalm 23 or 22 is an exact, real strong prophecy written centuries before the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the Psalms can be prophecies. I wanted to bring that out, bring that out too. The Psalm 83 prophecy, verses 2 to 5, says, For lo, thine enemies make a tumult, and they that hate you have lifted up the head. They have taken crafty counsel together against your people and consulted against your hidden ones. They have said, Come and let us, let us cut them off. Let us cut Israel off. Let us wipe them off the map. We hear that all the time nowadays said, come and let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no longer in remembrance, for they have consulted together with one consent. They are confederate against you. These are people who are against God and his people Israel, and they are seeking to wipe Israel off the face of the map, cut them off from being a people, and that is going on right now. We're watching that prophecy unfold right in front of us. So I, from that, I would say our time here as a church is very, very close to being done. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, 
I uh, I was just you and the lead was just after the amazing through the whole time you were talking. Uh, thank you for to keep going. I was just locked out, locked out, tapped out. <laughs> I, don't I mean, and somebody didn't want to be on the show today. I mean, I I, I can normally tell. <laughs> you, you must you must be the woman of prayer or something. Cause, uh, it, the enemy didn't want you on this show at all. Right now, I'm on my cell phone out. That's how bad it is. I'm on my cell phone outside on my porch. So I, I, I just about uh, exhausted. Uh, there was a, a lot of breakup on that. On that, but thank you for uh, for keep 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 going. Uh, and if you have anything else, you know, we got like a couple of minutes as well, so you can just go ahead and and continue if you can. For a couple minutes. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that the go on to describe who the 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 participants are in this Psalm 83 war that's coming up to show the fact that that the exact people who have been prophesied in this psalm are currently right now surrounding Israel and threatening to wipe to wipe her off the map. There are the tents of Edom, which are the Palestinian refugees that they have quite a controversy about there in Israel right now. And then there's Edom itself, which is southern Jordan. Jordan's one of the nations that's involved in this um, confederacy that will eventually come against Israel. Moab is a Saudi Arabia. There's the Hagrites, or Hagarines, it's named after Hagar, the handmaiden of Abraham, the, son, the, the woman that gave birth to Ishmael. These are Egypt the Hagarines. Jebel is northern Lebanon. We hear a lot about Lebanon in the news. Ammon is northern Jordan. Then there's Amalek. There's the Negev, or the Sinai Peninsula, and there's a lot of activity going on right now in the Sinai. Then there's Philistia, the Gaza Strip. That includes the terrorist group Hamas. Then there's Tyre mentioned, and that's southern Lebanon, and Hezbollah, of course, is associated with the Lebanese. And then there's Assyria, coming right back to to Syria and Damascus, which is Isaiah 17. I believe Psalm 83, Obadiah, and Isaiah 17 are going to be fulfilled kind of in conjunction with each other. Anyway, Assyria is Syria and northern Iraq involved in that people also. And we see the fire and smoke in Obadiah, verse 18, when this war comes and there will be blood and fire and vapors of smoke at the time of the end. And it says, and the house of Jacob shall be a fire, and the house of Joseph a flame, and the house of Esau, the Edomites, for stubble, smoking ruins, in other words. And they shall kindle in them and devour them. There shall not be any remaining of the house of Esau, for the Lord has spoken it. And that's a real heavy prophecy concerning the Palestinians. And not one of them will be remaining after the extent of this war. That's a pretty serious word there. My heart goes out to the people that will be in the midst of all this. God's word will be fulfilled in every little detail when it comes about. 
I believe that Psalm 83 war will be the sudden destruction. And sometime in that time vicinity, we could be taken out of here. But then again, I say the timing is in God's hands. He knows the timing. And the coming of the Lord is always imminent, whatever day it is. He could come before I'm done talking right now. He could come tomorrow. He could come two weeks from tomorrow. He could come, yes, even next year. We don't know the timing. The Lord does. He knows the full number of the Gentiles that will come in and complete the church. And when that is done, he will say, son, go get your people. Go get your bride. And that's when the rapture will happen. I believe that when the Psalm 83 war occurs, Israel will be temporarily feeling safe for a while, and I have no idea of any of the timing on this. But there will be no walls when the next particular invasion happens. Israel will be dwelling safely. They will be feeling secure. They will have uh, all the surrounding enemies will have been put down, become ruined, and Israel will be dwelling safely without walls. And along comes a retaliation. There's going to be some more nations. Bill Salas calls them the inner ring and the outer ring, and now I'm talking about the outer ring. Ezekiel 38 and 39 gives the prophecy of the Gog and Magog war. And this also would bring on blood and fire and vapor of smoke before the great the start of the great day of the Lord, the tribulation. The people involved in the Gog and Magog war, and we hear about them in the news all along right now too, Gog and Magog, Russia, and there's also Meshach and Tubal mentioned. Meshach is a reference to Moscow, Tubal, to Tobolsk, which is in southern Russia. Then there's Persia, which is Iran. And guess who's standing in, the, in New York right now saying all kinds of vitriol? The leader of Iran. Then there's Kush, which is an African coalition that would make up Sudan, Ethiopia, and possibly Eritrea. And then there's Put, which is also Africa, which makes up Libya, Algeria, and Tunisia. You heard those countries recently, too. Uh, the Arab Spring going on in the midst of them. And then Beth Togarma, that's parts of Turkey, possibly Armenia, and uh, Turkey speaking Asia Minor. And then there's Gomer, which could be also a part of Turkey. And some people believe also that it will include Germany and possibly Germany and Austria in that coalition, according to where Gomer settled in in the Bible history. So what do we hear about all the time on the news? We hear about the possibility of a massive war in the Middle East, and it will come. It will come. And it might come very quickly and suddenly. I think it will. It will happen as a surprise. And sometime in this timing frame, the church will be raptured, according to my understanding of what I see. But I'm not putting any set date on it. I just can't do it. That's not me. And in this Ezekiel war, we see those blood and fire and pillars of smoke. And it's in Ezekiel 38:22. And I will plead against him with pestilence and with blood. There's the blood part of it. And I will rain upon him and upon his bands 
and upon the many people that are with him, an overflowing rain and great hailstones and fire and brimstone. There's going to be a tremendous destruction of the Gog and Magog invasion when it comes. That includes Russia, Iran, and uh, the African nations when they do it, attack. And the Lord will do the battle. He will cause that to come down upon them. He will destroy the invading army. And his name will be brought into renown. His name will be recognized. That Israel will begin that process of turning back to him. And it says the Lord will fight for Israel as he did in the day of battle in Zechariah 14.3. And that takes us back to an understanding of what went on in the days of Joshua when the children of Israel were going into the land, of their promised land, and there were wars going on at that time too, and overwhelming wars. And, and Joshua was uh, praying to the Lord, and there was five kings that were coming out to literally wipe them out. And um, let me see if I can find that. I got it here somewhere. Anyway, as they, as Joshua and Israel battled that battle, oh, where did I put that scripture? Got it handy. Sorry, I lost my point. But I'll just go ahead and cut pocket off the top of my head. Joshua prayed that Israel were battling against these kings. And the Lord came in and he fought. And he sent hailstones from heaven down upon them. And he killed, more were killed with the hailstones that the Lord God sent than were were slain by Israel. So that's the Lord fighting for Israel as he fought in the day of battle. And that will come again in the time of the end in these wars. The Lord will fight for Israel like he fought in the days of battle. The Lord himself has a, a controversy against his enemies. And the Lord himself will deliver his people. And Israel will start to see, start to wake up, that God is doing mighty works in them like it was in their ages past. And that brings me to another part of something that happens before the day of the Lord. That's that the prophet, I, the prophet Elijah will come. And this is recorded in Malachi 4, verse 5. Behold, I will send Elijah, the prophet, before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. And he shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the hearts of the children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. So Elijah is coming, and I believe, according to what we see in the book of Revelation, there's two witnesses, two prophets, that Elijah and Moses most likely will be who will appear at that time, and it will be before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord, before the actual start of the seven-year tribulation. Elijah will be here, and they will start that work of reconciliation in Israel. That is God working to redeem and restore Israel after 2,000 years or so of them being scattered. And the end result is God restoring and redeeming Israel through the seven-year period of the tribulation that's coming up, the end result is that a remnant of them will come to recognize Jesus as their Messiah. Zechariah chapter 12, I believe, it shows a tremendous, powerful repentance of the people as they recognize whom they pierce and they cry out to him 
and they weep and they mourn for him and they repent and they will be restored they will be redeemed and they will enter into the millennial period then when Jesus comes back at the end of the tribulation to in that Armageddon scene he'll come back he'll destroy all the enemy armies that have come up against Israel during the time of the seven year tribulation and Jesus will send his thousand year reign on the earth and we the church will be coming back with him that's a wonderful news when that happens so in order for us to come back with him we must be with him before he comes back and according to the scripture the understanding that I've studied for years his coming is imminent and it's pre-tribulation all the way I'm really mm-hmm. firm on that there's another prophecy concerning um, a promise in Malachi that was it ties in with what I was just saying Malachi 3 verses 16 to 18 then they that feared the Lord spoke often one to another and the Lord hearkened and heard it and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord who had awe and reverence to the Lord and that thought upon his name these are people that are looking at the Lord thinking on his name the Lord puts them in a book of remembrance and they shall be mine saith the Lord of hosts in that day when I make up or take up my jewels and I will spare them as a man spares his own son that serves him the church is to be spared from the time of God's judgments that fall out and then you shall return and discern between the righteous and the wicked between him that serves God and him that serves him not speaking about a church that's taken up we're with the Lord like jewels we're precious and we're spared from the time of that trouble and then we will return at the end of that time and discern between the righteous and the wicked we will rule and reign with Jesus and help him administer the millennial reign and I think that's absolutely awesome and wonderful news are you still with me yeah I'm sure okay and there's one more passage speaking about a time before the day of the Lord and this is found in Zephaniah 2 verses 2 and 3 and this is talking about a repentance and a readiness and people who are seeking the Lord before the great day of the Lord comes and it, it says this before the decree bring forth before the decree before the covenant is confirmed when Antichrist comes and starts that seven-year period that we call the tribulation before that decree bring forth before the day passes chaff before the fierce anger of the Lord come upon you before the day of the Lord's anger come upon you seek ye the Lord all ye meek of the earth there's a call there seek the Lord now in this time before the trouble seek the Lord be earnestly looking for him be earnestly calling out for him. Be in close union and relationship with him. 
Seek ye the Lord, all ye make of the earth, which have wrought his judgment. Seek righteousness. Seek meekness. It may be that you shall be hid in the day of the Lord's anger. That, to me, speaks very powerfully of a pre-tribulation rapture before yeah, the day of the Lord. That one always excites me. Yeah, <laughs> it excites me, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thank you for coming on. You're awesome. Um, <laughs> you took, took it over and it didn't stop. <laughs> That's good. Cause I, I was breaking out. I was I was uh, getting disconnected. We're doing it through Skype. Everybody's doing it through a regular phone. But I'm doing it through Skype. And, and it was just everything from airplanes flying over the top. Uh, about <laughs> yeah. four or five times to trucks, to pulling up water trucks from my next door neighbor. It sounded like a locomotive. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not exaggerating. It was a lot of distraction. Uh, yeah. But um, if I, if I can, uh, I'd like to get you back on just to talk about normal. Uh, with even yeah, for 20 I minutes. But even for, yes, ma'am. Even for 20 minutes, so we just talk about the news and kind of uh, share. Um, okay. And that 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 that'd be awesome if, if I can. Uh, have you have you back on just to talk about news? But uh, sure. God bless, you. God bless you, sister. Um, and thank yeah, you for thanks for out. inviting me. This is yes, I really give all the honor to Jesus. I've been studying this word for years, and yeah, and I just give all the honor to Him. I praise Him for oh, the Holy man. Spirit who who teaches each one that will just yeah. dig into that word and study it. You know. And yeah. one of the ways I study the word is look at the Bible as a whole entity, a whole unit. Because what God says in one place, he repeats in another, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. It's like putting together a big jigsaw puzzle, but every jot and tittle that he has prophesied will come to pass exactly as it is written. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. 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 So, uh, God bless you. I'm, I'll, I'll be talking to you probably pretty soon on Facebook or something. Leave your message and let you know what's going on. Okay. I sure thank okay. you for having me on. And I, I pray that it, the message <laughs> went out okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to listen to it again after the show <laughs> just to make sure. But God bless you. Okay. And God bless you too. Bye-bye. And thanks again. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That was Sharon Moles from uh, Facebook, uh, and uh, she's a blessing. That was a blessing. I, I, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm pretty much stressed right now from this show. Um, but um, we you can get used to hearing her and do the Lord comes. I'm gonna have her on as much as I can. But um, there's another airplane. And I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> we got an Air Force base up the street, so uh, when I do shows, it seems like everybody, just, the Pentagon, must know about it. It's an airplane over the top. Jerry um, Satan. But um, God bless y'all. I'm going to go off a little bit earlier because I can't take no more. Uh, and uh, I'll be seeing y'all tomorrow. Um, be sure to tune in on Saturdays with Brother Mike Parker. Um, I'll be coming on. Uh, to preach the gospel uh, from uh, Command of Fire Radio. And also uh, check out, uh, uh, on, uh, I think 
think I think he's doing still on Friday. Maybe not. Uh, but uh, God bless y'all. Y'all have a wonderful day. Did I say Friday? I mean Saturday. Y'all have a wonderful day. God bless y'all. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You're listening to the Prosperity on Box Talk Radio. President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence? Or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTernan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcternan.name. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you got the Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.